everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. And uh, fittingly, is President's Day. <laughs> uh, hey, buddy. Happy Happy hey. President's Day. Are you celebrating? Well, you know, it's my favorite holiday of the year, obviously. Celebrating you love white, white men. men. Old yes. white men. Yes. Of yes. Course. No, um, uh, President's Day, I, I never... The only uh, context I have of President's Day is President's Day sales. Yes. I think that's the only way that it affects me, uh, yes. even though it really doesn't affect me because I never take advantage of any. What yes. am I going to go buy a car? I'm not. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's um, it's nice to have like a half day in like randomly in February. So yeah, a half day. You didn't even get the full day. What's the point of a half day at work? Well, so I had, um, we had a choice of uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day or mm-hmm. President's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a floating holiday thing. Like you could pick one. So I did half day uh, on Martin Luther King Day and then I did half day today. So I spread it out. Okay. And which half did you take off? The morning. What are you crazy? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I have like three meetings in the afternoon. Oh, that's an unfortunate plan. I would never do a half day and take off the morning. What? No way. Sleep no in? Way. Oh, so this is a problem. You have to get up because I kids. have to get up exactly. Yeah. You old stupid ass kids. <laughs> yeah, no. I will always take the morning off because in the afternoon I'm just around. I might as well just get on my laptop and do some work. Just you know clickety I mean? clack. Yeah. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Like between twelve and five. Oh my god, so much. Like what? I don't know, run errands? <laughs> I run errands after five. No, then the sun is setting. So what? What do I need the sun for, for errands? I don't know. I just feel like I need the, I, you know, I am. I need the sun. I get very sad. Like mm-hmm. I moved where my office or where my desk is in my office because I needed the sunlight from the window on my face. I just need the sun. I don't do well in darkness, it turns I- out. I think I do very well in darkness. <laughs> Easier for you to lurk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need people to see below the waist. Um, uh, no, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I need this. Are you? You're not an outdoorsy person. No, 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 no. Let's not confuse the two things. I'm not an outdoorsy person. I do enjoy sunlight, and I like daytime activities. But the activities that I like during the daytime are like eating outside no nope. we're sitting outside no, no i love like in the in the you know late summer when like the weather's nice like we just finished setting up the backyard mm-hmm. i just like would love to take my coffee sit outside listen to my podcasts you know watch it watch something but just sitting outside on my ipad instead of sitting inside that's my idea of an outdoor activity so although i've gone on hikes and they're not bad whenever i go on hikes i'm like i should do this more and then i don't so this thing that you described about sitting outside, listening to your podcast, I don't know, maybe you're uh, filling out a diary or whatever, that sounds great in theory. Mm-hmm. But I think five minutes in, I would be like, this is stupid. I need no to just... way. No. Wait, what am I, relaxing? Yes. No. But the thing is, you you usually do relax indoors anyway. Yeah. You know, you're just clickety-clacking. On our computers, whatever our stupid jobs. I have had, I've been having, you know, I told you I've been having an existential crisis about like, what is this that we're doing? Like, we go on our computers 
all of us that work like online mm-hmm. or like work from home. We just like yeah. go on our computers and we have stupid phone calls and we click clack and we send emails mm-hmm. and we probably get paid too much money for it. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's just so stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, when you say stupid, right? I think what you mean is it's not, it's meaningless. Right? Yes, because correct. we could yes. all just be replaced. So yes. the thing is for most of us, unless you're like super duper lucky, I don't think you really find um, the meaning of your life in your work. Never. Right? You should not. And people shouldn't. Like, people should not be finding meaning in work. I saw this, like, uh, this post uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and it was really good. And it said basically how, you know, uh, there was a point up until I think, like, it'd say, like, the 80s or 90s where yeah. work was transactional. You go to work, you do the work, you get paid for the work, you go home, and then you have a life outside of work. But like your job wasn't necessarily your identity, but something happened, I think, just because of how easy it is for us to be online, how easy it is for us to be accessible, where our jobs became like our identity. And I think like maybe also because like in the 80s and 90s, like people who were around then, they were primarily like, you know, okay, I have a job. I've got a good job. It pays the bills. Now I'm going to get married and then I'm going to have kids and then I'm going to like do other things in my life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think for a lot of us, like growing up in the 2000s, our identity was no longer tied to those other attainable things of buying a house or getting married or having kids. Cause for a lot of people, that wasn't something that they could do because the job market was shit. Mm-hmm. So instead, it was like pouring ourselves into our career so that we could hit the next goal. But the next thing you know, your entire career, like your entire job is your life because you're going hanging out with work friends and you're always doing work stuff and you're only yeah. around your work peers. <clears throat> and if you work in tech, they like really sell it to you to be like, yeah, just be here all the time. Yeah. Just work from here and live from here and whatever and have no social life. And so the thread that I read was like when – people started doing that, it started to like kill us essentially because it took our like identities away because our entire identity became our job. And it's so hard, especially for people of color and women and marginalized people, because these spaces that we're trying to fit into to be like to thrive in are not made for us. They're made for you would love it. You thrive in those spaces because you love white people and you love old white people and you love white men. So I think for you, you you do well there. I know I'm joking. But like for for people of color and marginalized people, corporate spaces are not necessarily like, yeah, they're trying to make them more inclusive for us. Mm -hmm. But those spaces were never meant for us. Those are not those are constructs of a white male world. And so for us to struggle in those spaces makes sense. And it should be a reminder to us to be like, I don't have to pour my heart into this. So yeah, that's that. (laughs) Um, I think the, the the big change that happened probably around 2000, I don't know, I mean, I've, only, I've always worked in this type of environment, um, is the email, right? Because like before then, you clock the, out- The email. The emails, the clickety-clackety. Um, b- before then, you you uh, close the office at five, right? You're done. There's no way really of anybody getting in touch with you. You're no. just, okay, this is yeah. just something that's going to have to wait until tomorrow. I don't know when I stop working, honestly. I was thinking about it this weekend also because I have this routine where I'm like, okay, I will, like, I set some stuff aside just so I can work on it on the weekend. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like, you, I should. You come to my house yeah. with your laptop bag and it's so <laughs> foolish. You bring it, it goes on the ground in my family room. 
And then it stays there the whole time. And about 10 minutes before you leave, you're like, let me open this up and do the one thing I need to do. And then you don't do the thing that you need to do. No, I just, I make little notes for myself so I can do it when I come home. And then I come home and I like work for like an hour at night on Sunday nights. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, first of all, I like, I have this guilt about like not doing work over the weekend, but then I'm like, I shouldn't be working. No, you should not be working on the weekend. It's because I don't, I think I I feel it's probably like imposter syndrome. And also because of like, uh, you know, working remotely and stuff like that. I know I'm not working like eight to five. Oh, no, I, mm -mm, nobody is. I think that if you're working from home, most of us are max putting in three to four hours of work. Mm -hmm. Max. Exactly. Well, Three to four hours of work during work hours. Yes, right? yes, during work hours, yes. And then we just cram, like, the rest of, like, the five hours of work into, like... From 4.15 to yeah. 5.30. Yeah. My best hours. <laughs> if <sighs> I So lately I've had, like, work, uh, I've had calls in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, a 9 a.m. that I have to take every single day. And uh, it's only 15 minutes, but it usually cascades because the 15 minute call will like set us up for what we're doing the rest of the day. And then people will have like touch bases and all this stuff and I have to be on every single call. So most mornings, like from the time I wake up and start doing stuff with my kids to like one o'clock, I'm yes. super productive. And then after one o'clock, I'm like, mm, you're not getting shit from me. Okay, which is crazy because yeah, they should get more you. shit from me. But then I let the emails pile up from like one to no. I hope nobody at work listens to this. <laughs> I let emails pile up from like one to four, and then from uh-huh. like four fifteen to five thirty, I'm like, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'm killing it. Yeah. And then I'm done for the day. And the thing is, my boss is great because well, my boss's boss is great because she's like, I don't care what time you get your work done. I don't care when you get your work done, as long as you get your work done. And if somebody sends you an email at 7 a.m., do not think that you need to respond to that email at the time that they email it to you. If you respond to that email at 10 o'clock at night, it's fine as long as you responded to the email. Yeah. I I can kind of set my own hours because it is like, okay, just if something needs to get done, it just needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's why I'm like, okay, I have flexibility. The rest of my company basically has to work um at set hours because they have to because we have clients that are working that those hours and we have slas and stuff like that but i can just do whenever i want to so um i log in at like 8 30 where i just say i'm working remote today and then i go back to sleep and then i get up (laughs) we're both gonna lose our jobs we should we honestly should (laughs) we are not employable That's not true. I just got a promotion. Yeah, congratulations. Whatever. You fooled them. Fooled them for one more round. (laughs) There's so many times when I'm like, I am too overpaid for my job. And then there's people who I know make like, I don't know, double my salary. And I see them functioning at work sometimes. I'm like, no, I'm fine. (laughs) These people should not be here. Like, if if that person is making the money they're making, I deserve what I'm making. And then nobody deserves what they're making. The only people who should be getting paid out their butts is people who work in retail, people who work what is technically minimum wage jobs. Like, the people who are on their feet, like nurses, teachers. These are the people, they should all be making CEO money. And it's crazy that they don't. It, yeah, it's bananas. So it's I, bananas. I, I, think it, I think I mentioned this once. I, I helped on a construction site once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was helping them build a pool. Anyways, 
Um, and I, I put rocks in a wheelbarrow and I moved them. Like I would say like 50 feet. Right. And I did this for 45 minutes around like 3 PM from like 3 PM to 3 45 PM. That is the hardest day of work I've ever done. <laughs> Everything else has been so easy. I was like, I would never, this is so hard. Like it's actually difficult. <laughs> you know, in Sopranos. Yeah. There's that uh, the episodes where spoiler alert Vito is escaping from the mob because he's gay, mm-hmm. and then he's like working. He's like, I'm gonna do a hard day's job, so he like takes on like a job yes. at a farm or something, and then he has like internal monologue. He's like, It's okay. I'm sure it's been 30 minutes. I'm sure it's been an hour. It's fine. Just a little bit to go, and then you can have that delicious sandwich that your like his boyfriend made him or whatever. Yeah. And then he looks at the time, and like only 35 minutes have passed. Yeah. He's like, Son of a bitch. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was going through. That was you. <laughs> yep. Because, like, I put my cell phone in my pocket. I'm like, oh, I got to focus. I got to focus on this hard <laughs> job that I had. And it was, like, three trips. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. And I looked at it. It was, like, 15 minutes had passed. There is such a shock that I feel when I do – if I just focus on the thing that I need to get done mm-hmm. – and I set like a timer for myself of like, this is the stuff you need the, for this period of time. You were only focused on the thing that needs to get done. Yeah. If, if, and when I do that, I'm always flabbergasted on actually how little time it takes for me to do something. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Oh my God, I got all like, I, so I put together things to do list. And then once I actually start going through it, I'm like, Oh my God, it's only like 45 minutes. You make it so much bigger in your head. Yes. Like even like cleaning the house. Like I will set, there's been, there's like a thing where I will set a timer on my phone Yeah, I have like an Apple watch. So I just, it's on my watch. And so it's like an hour. I will not touch notifications. I'm just going to like clean mm-hmm. just for the next hour. I'm going to do all the things that I need to get done. 35 minutes later, my whole house is clean. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> What's my problem? I'm we really. We really don't know how to be human beings, you and I. I think <laughs> no, we... no, we're really bad at it. Okay, yeah. um, I had other things to talk about, but because we're on the topic of I don't know how to be a human being and we don't know how to do hard labor, mm-hmm. you are you watching Last of Us? You know, I watched the first two episodes, uh-huh. um, and then I think another episode started on like a Friday, and I was like, oh, I should watch it, and then I just haven't caught up. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. But you can spoil it for me. It's no, fine. no, I'm not going to spoil it. So The Last of Us um, is a show about um, a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. basically. And it's just like people, it's like 20 years have passed since an apocalypse. People are just like trying to survive and all that stuff. And like I've kind of mentioned this before about like if the if an alien came or if there was like an external attack from somewhere, how I would just be like, mm, I'm fine. Are you, do you think that you are prepared to handle an apocalypse? So it depends on who is apocalypsing us. <laughs> <laughs> Who's leading the apocalypse? Who's leading the apocalypse? If it's like zombies, you can't reason with zombies, Mm-mm. right? You're just kind of running. Mm-hmm. So I would, for, I'm a snake through and through and I'm a weasel. So I think I could survive a good five years just kind of being around. I'm yeah. res- I am, I know at this point how to make myself look valuable than actually <laughs> being valuable. You know what I mean? Like in those, like in those like meetings, you know, there's like a guy who's like, um, who adds a, a question to the meeting that really isn't a real question, but it yeah. 
extends the meeting like another 15 minutes because you're just like, oh, yeah, and it sounds like you kind of know what the hell you're talking about. Anyways, that's my general aura. Um, <laughs> so I think I could do pretty well for like five years. Like I get in, like find myself in a good situation. But if it's like actually being resourceful and like learning how to like chop wood and like live fire, off the land. No, 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 no. I'm looking for it. And you will follow rules. I will. Yeah. You follow orders. Yeah. You need help uh, putting, uh, setting these bodies on fire. That's what they do, right? (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) Give me an, uh, what what are those masks called? Like the N5 masks or whatever? The KN95. Yeah, exactly. You give me one of those. Sure. Whatever. I'm not. What would you do? No, I'm not. First of all, let's be honest. In in the in the uh, in the chance of an apocalypse, mm-hmm. we're gone because it depends. Well, okay, let's talk Why? about certain kinds of apocalypse. Sigh. Mm-hmm. Um, is first of all, if it was like a if it was like a war, yeah, I think that we'd be fucked because we're too close to New York City. So I feel oh, yeah, like. like- uh, something like that. We are I, actually. Well, I think you're kind of gone. Yeah, like, you're. Was, you would be I'm, just. I'm, you're just on the outside of it. I'm, I'm looking at the radius. You know what I would have to do is because you'd have to look at where the winds are blowing. Because um, <laughs> I think I can escape it, and then I'd go to like Pennsylvania. Yeah, you'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, no, yeah. me. I'm. We're uh-uh. not. You, you are not, in the blast radius. No chance. I'm in a. No. I'm in a blast radius. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But like, if we're talking about a zombie apocalypse, um, or like an alien situation, mm-hmm. or just like a play a, a situation that like renders us completely like where you know we don't we have no power we got nothing, we got to go on foot places we got to live off the land. Yeah. I just like don't want to. I just like don't. And I also like there's no land here to be like really doing all that stuff. I've got like mm-hmm. a park behind my house, but like that's about it. There's no you can't live off that land. It's like three baseball fields. So like it's- that's it. I I just and I'm not I'm not resourceful. I'm not scrounging for supplies. I'm not doing any of it. Now, here's the thing. If I was given an opportunity, could I lead a charge. Yes, yeah. I could. Ah. Giving orders, giving orders, coming up with strategies, things like that, wielding far too much power. Yes. Oh, you'd go crazy. I'd go crazy. <laughs> okay. Episode four of of The Last of Us. If you've seen it, you know exactly who I'd be. And it's terrible. Not a good person to be. But that would be me, unfortunately. But I don't want to be in that position, you know? I'm just like, I, ugh, I don't think so. You know what? Let me just have a nice cocktail. Give me all the pills. Crush them into like a glass of something. Let me just go to sleep, man. I, I like that in the event of an apocalypse, your survival instincts instincts are so weak that you are only willing to go to your backyard to survive. <laughs> Three baseball fields behind you. That's it. I am... You really put in an effort. Where am I going though? What, what am I? What do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? The Google Maps is down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so a zombie apocalypse, I'm not going to do well because there's no reasoning with them. No, right? But if it's like an alien apocalypse, um, and they're willing to talk and they're looking <laughs> for turncoats, right? So like uh, Joey Pants in The Matrix, you know, yeah. he he's like he knows that okay, they're going to take advantage of us. He knows the truth or whatever, but 
also he doesn't care. Right? Yeah. Um, would your like would do you have this like fierce like uh, human instinct to like no I will not aid the enemy in this or like is it better for you to just go out swinging or is it okay for you? Oh, to I'm be- not swinging. I'm not swinging. No way. Or I'm just going out. I'm just like I can't. What if they what if they offer like you a position? Like a low level mid management position in Oh, the I think alien I would, you know what I would take it. Government. Okay. So I've thought about this recently because like you know how we grew up so you know how we grew up hearing these really amazing stories about our grandfather, right? Yeah. Who was like a he was a he was almost executed in Bangladesh yeah. and all this stuff. And I think about it, I'm like, wow, that is amazing that he survived that, right? And mm-hmm. I think about like generation we talk about like generationally like we've been oppressed or whatever all that stuff we are not revolutionaries in our family Uh we are not revolting what do you think you think we are no not at all no we are paper pushers yeah yeah, of course we are following orders we're not doing much else so like even that story of like our grandfather so when india and pakistan were made there was east pakistan which is now bangladesh and a lot of uh, Muslims from India went to East Pakistan, mm-hmm. and that was that was not okay because that land belonged to Bengali, like a, an ethnically different people than Pakistanis. Yes. Yeah, and so we should not have been there. But oh. our grandfather was a judge for the government there, big big time, big guy, right? And so uh, his children, everybody left, and then it was him and his like neighbor and his neighbor's wife that were trying to escape. Yes. And they got caught by fighters, like freedom fighters, Bengali yeah. freedom fighters, Bangladeshi freedom fighters. And the story we've heard is that, like, he almost got executed. And then the neighbor's wife, like, she she had a bag of money and she started throwing money in the air and that distracted the freedom fighters and they were able to escape and all this stuff, right? I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But when I really think about it, I'm like, oh, no, he was a bad guy. Like, oh, yeah. our grandfather was part of the oppression. They yep. were the people that should not have been there in the first place. Exactly. And I'm saying that because I just feel like I don't have the genetics. I don't have like the genetic makeup, you know? I don't have like the like the survival instinct of like fighting to survive. I think yeah, I have you're the not- survival instinct of just following orders to survive and but the part of me that is rebellious, like I do think that I have like a questioning authority thing in me like where i don't just want to follow rules that's the thing that would get me fucked and that's the thing that requires a lot more like time and and thought and resources and if i don't got the resources and i don't got the time i'm not putting in the fight i'm just like you know what fuck it just set me on fire it's fine um i well i think i would do anything uh to survive within that environment so let's say if the aliens come and they set up like a corporate structure right (laughs) for the humans to work um and we're all just slaves or whatever i am the guy i'm first of all i am signing up if they have a 401k plan i will sign up for the 401k plan yeah (laughs) (laughs) so stupid (laughs) they don't use our (laughs) alphabet um, anyways, but I will also, I will also go to the aliens and I'll be like, Hey, listen, man, you know, obviously you took over and there's a lot of bad will here with, with the people because we're slaves now. And, you know, you're really writing us hard. So how about I go and set up like a fantasy football league? <laughs> 
You want to be an activities director for the I want to be an activities guy. And then, so that way I can kind of have my, my, my foot in both worlds. So in case the revolution <laughs> happens, right? In case there's actually brave people that want to take on the aliens. I'm like, no, you need a guy like me because I am, I am in with the aliens. They, they think I'm one of them. But also with the aliens, I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm, I'm keeping everything on. Uh, I'm keeping a tab on everything on your behalf. I'm a you're, snake through and through. You are, you are, but you know what? Your game plan is essentially setting up a softball league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go, Cleep Clorp. Cleep Clorp has three arms. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, I put a little hat on him, on his little alien head. <laughs> Which one? Which head? Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um,. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about the uh, All-Star weekend. It was NBA All-Star weekend. We mm-hmm. give you some sports talk. Um, yeah, I got to watch the slam dunk competition with my kids, which was really fun. That's the only thing I really care about, honestly. What do you think about Mac McClung? Mac? Yeah, I'm excited for him. He looks like just a, a little white kid, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. I'm glad the internet did some black Twitter, did some thorough Googling, and they found out no problematic tweets so far. Oh, he was like a good guy. Well, Mac McClung was famous for a long time. He's been famous for a really long time. So his when he was in high school, Mm -hmm. um, his uh, there'd be all these videos of him dunking in high school and stuff. So he was a pretty big, like he was a pretty big YouTube celebrity. I want to say like four or five years ago. Um, And then, but he's like a smaller guy, Um, so it never really seemed like he could make the NBA because. I don't know. It's like the rest of his game isn't that strong, but it was it was awesome. Like it gives me him. like I mean, not that Steve Kerr was like a dunker, but like I got like you know, Steve Kerr is the only other <laughs> tiny white man that I know about the in the NBA. That is like so racist. Guy. That no, is so racist. Their games, mean? their games are nothing alike. Like their okay, games. Why are is that? Ra- First of all, I can't be racist to white people. You lunatic. <laughs> I <laughs> can't just compare I can, two white I can people. stereotype them and I'm saying and this is a good stereotype. Steve Kerr is a lovely he's one of your top five whites. He is one of my top five whites. I, I I mean in terms of basketball, they play completely different games. Okay, I don't know anything about the game. I literally just said not that Steve Kerr is a is a slam dunker. He is just a, a small white man that I know who plays well. Yeah. Why couldn't it be Spud Webb, huh? I don't know Spud Webb. He's a small uh, African American man who won a dunk competition. Okay, but that's the thing. I'm not talking about the dunk competition. You're making the comparison of the dunking. I'm making the compare and the smallness. I'm making the comparison on the smallness and the whiteness. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. Okay. By the way, Steve Kerr is like six four. Is he? Yeah, they all look small. He's like six <laughs> four in real life. He's like as tall as Michael Jordan. All right. Well, at the All Star Game, yes. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Okay, at the All-Star Game, there was a lot of hubbub because suddenly, um, I don't know why, was the All-Star Game in Utah? Yeah. Is that why Carl Malone was there? Exactly, yeah. So Utah hasn't had, I think it's the first time in 30 years that the All-Star Game was in Utah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually surprised I was in Utah. So Utah, like uh, the jazz fans, there's been a history of problematic shit for I'm the jazz. I'm sure of it, yes. Like, so, you know, there's when they talk about, like, rowdy crowds or whatever. So, obviously, you know, there's, like, Boston and Philly and New York. Yeah. Right? Detroit, obviously, yeah. because of whatever. But for a long time, if you, like, listen to NBA players, they've always said that there is, like, like um, th- there's, like, a problem in Utah. Like, yeah. an actual, like, race problem. Like, mm-hmm. and you feel it when you are playing there. Oh, it's wow. like it's it's a different level. So like Boston has this also. Um, Boston fans have historically been racist, mm-hmm. um, but they're like verbose about it, right? So they're like yeah. outwardly racist. They say that they're like the energy in Utah is a problem. Oh. Like it's like it's almost like yeah, it's like it's almost like a horror movie um, oh. problem. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what the reputation of Utah has been for a long time. Um, but I think maybe they made some strides in the last couple of years to overcome that. I know they started banning people or whatever. Um, but yeah, but that's the reason why Karl Malone was, was part of it. Yeah. So then Bomani, what's his last name? Bomani. Bomani Jones. Yes. He had an interview. Like, see, so I don't know what he was doing. And he was doing like an NBA, like all star or some sort of a panel. Mm-hmm. And I think he was on live television. He was like, uh, they asked him what they thought about Carl Malone being there. And he was like, uh, you're asking me uh, why I hate Carl Malone, essentially. And then he talked about it. He was like, first of all, Carl Malone is, if you ask any other player who's ever played against him, is a dirty player. He's not yeah. a clean player. He's very aggressive. He's very, uh, he's like, he really physically hurts people and he's a dirty yeah. player. And then on top of that, they were like, and he is a rapist. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then I and then it was came up on Twitter. I was like, wait a minute, what? Apparently Carl Malone got a 12-year-old pregnant when he was 20, denied mm-hmm. the paternity of that child. That child is a former Eagles player. Yeah. Demetrius Bell? Yes. Yes. And he denied it his like entire life. There was even like a lawsuit. There was a whole thing. There was legal action, all this stuff. Carl Malone denied, denied, denied. And recently, in recent years, finally admitted it. Potentially because Demetrius is like an athlete, like a well-known athlete now, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, what the fuck? And then Carl Malone is like out there doing press and taking pictures and being celebrated and all this stuff. And people are like, are we just going to ignore that? Like, that's a yeah. pretty big fucking deal. So that story about Demetrius Bell, um, mm-hmm. it came out like in the early 2000s. Like mm-hmm. that was, it was part of like when they were talking about Carl Malone, it would come out because at that point, I think Demetrius Bell was, uh, he was going to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember reading about it in Sports Illustrated a long time ago. And it was like, hey, wait, what, she was 12? Like that's yeah. wrong. Um, but it was at that time where it's just like, okay, I guess we're just going to look past it because it happened 20 years ago, which is what... Yeah. You know, which before like um, accountability Twitter came yeah. about, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of these things just happen. Like the fact that, you know, we the, we view Woody Allen a certain way now in the last yeah. five years. Yeah. But before that, like there was like a span of like 25 years, which is after his court case, which is after him marrying his stepdaughter, where all these big stars were working with Woody Allen. again. Yes. Right? Even though everybody knew because you would not be accountable for it yeah nobody was gonna ask you the question like the way people knew about harvey weinstein but they just kept working with him exactly and i think that's what happens i was actually shocked because the nba 
is very image conscious, yeah. right? Um, and it feels like, and I think basically what the what the takeaway from this weekend is going to be, I think this is going to be Karl Malone's last hurrah where yeah. he's still in the spotlight because it's it's obviously you can't ignore it, and it only happened. It happened because of Utah, because it was yeah. Utah, you know. Yeah. So you had to bring him back, him and his lunatic partner, John Stockton, back. Um, both of those, by the way, very hateable. Wait, do you know what, about John Stockton? I don't know what what did he do because I thought we liked him. No, um, John Stockton again, also an extremely dirty player. Oh yes, Every, yes, yes. Okay, everybody yeah, yeah, hated yeah. him, right? Um, but you're like, ah, you know, whatever, John Stockton, he's he's got to do, he's got to be scrappy to survive or whatever. In the last two years, John Stockton has lost his fucking marbles. He's like super duper anti-vaccine. Oh, and been, no. And he's been pushing this narrative. Like, so he says that he has records of over a thousand athletes that drop dead playing sports on the field after getting the vaccine, which is just complete nonsense bullshit That's just a, and then so what does he think we got clones in there no no he thinks that these people are just dead and the government is covering it up oh nonsense. boy right. it's terrible right. so both of those i think because it's utah because utah got an all there yeah i was gonna say they're in they're very well protected considering it's utah exactly i think <laughs> like it's the, the utah only- community can look past all those things it's it's really the only place where those two survive. The, the the thing is, is everyone, every other fan base does not give a shit about Karl Malone and John Stockton. If if they have a feeling about them, it's yeah. that they're hated. Like I hate John Stockton and Karl Malone only because well, like they were they went up against the Bulls or whatever. But um even like watching a game, I don't like what I don't like the way that the game looked or whatever. And they were just annoying. And I just, I wish that they would just kind of go away at this point. I'm hoping this is like the last hurrah. So. Oh boy. Well, that's unfortunate. Do you know the other stuff Carmelo did? Do you know about him and uh, Vanessa Bryant? No. So he came to play for the Lakers at the end of his career because he was rain chasing. Okay. Um, and they, they played one season or maybe one or two seasons or whatever, and it didn't go well, they didn't win. And this is right after, and then they broke up the Lakers because Shaq got traded or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Carl Malone came to, uh, a Lakers game afterwards, right? And he was sitting next to Vanessa Bryant mm-hmm. and he was wearing a cowboy hat and she was like, uh, I think she asked him, what are you up to cowboy? Right. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm hunting little Mexican girls. <gasps> no. Yes. What? <laughs> what? Carl Malone. Yeah. So that's what, what he said. Right? He said he was joking around. It got back to Kobe. Kobe wanted to beat the shit out of Carl Malone. Oh, yes. they, had whole, they had a whole fight. Right. So it's like, okay, Carl Malone just, he just kind of needs to just go away at this point. Like, I, I don't, you know, there's never going to be. You're never going to get um, justice for that 12-year-old, which is very, very sad, right? Yeah. I think what ends up happening is people uh, become somebody of prominence. And at a certain point, they're just like, well, you know what? That dude's going to be going away soon or whatever. So we don't have to hold them accountable. Um, like, even though there's been a lot of conversation about this over this past weekend, and rightfully so, nothing is really going to happen. No, right, nothing's going to happen because there's He's no got- such, there's nothing to be had. Yeah, There's and there was thing. even in the middle of like the at, at halftime, there was like a celebration of Carl Malone. Good because, God! 
Be- well, because, uh, you know, LeBron uh, passed uh, yeah. Kareem on the all-time scoring list. Yeah. Carl uh, Malone is now number three. He used to be number two. Oh, so okay. they had the ceremony for LeBron James. So they brought out Kareem. And they also brought out Carl Malone because oh, it's Utah. It's Salt Lake City. So You, you know... Just- the Jazz were a prominent part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City um, storylines this season. A big fight oh, happened really? over the Utah Jazz. The rumor was that – real. I'm going to tell you this, and it's so silly. The rumor was that one of the housewives who has an alcohol company, Vita yes. Tequila, that she was uh, – that these, these other women that are on the cast were at a Utah Jazz game. And the rumor came out that that uh, the wife – the housewife who's – Who's a owner of a liquor company? Her kids and her husband, her kid and her husband were at the game too, mm-hmm. and they were like all sitting courtside or whatever. And the joke was that they got those seats because their wife had sucked the guy who actually owns those seats his dick. So the the fight was jizz for jazz, jizz <laughs> for jazz This is why I watch it, okay? Because it's so silly. It's so yeah. silly. And the lady, the, the when they said that to her, they were like, we heard that you were doing favors. Like, And, the, and then the other thing was that the joke, the, the rumor is that in order to get her liquor into different restaurants and different parties and stuff and like distributed, she was giving, doing favors for people and sexual favors. And so when she was telling, she was like, are you crazy? It was amazing. She was like, this is crazy town. And I was like, it is. I love it. Anyway, it makes sense. I I don't know where to go with that. I do think about, um, you know, when I'm watching um, uh, sports or whatever, Mm -hmm. I do think about the people that are in the crowd. Like I've attended games. Yes. You've attended games. Yes. We're lucky enough to be able to attend a sporting event if we really, really want to. Yes. Right. You spent a lot of money on your husband for the <laughs> a lot of money. How'd that work out on the Super Bowl, by the way? Anyways. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> um, so but you you know, just a regular game when you're watching it on TV, right? And you look at the crowd, the lower crowd, those are usually the richest people in the town. Yeah. Right. And then when you look at a place like Utah and you look at like just it just it makes me so uncomfortable just like watching some of those people in the crowd or whatever. It's just it's it it doesn't feel right. Like, you know, there's like a big deal about like courtside seats for like Lakers uh, games and like New York Knicks games because those are usually celebrities. And with a celebrity, you know how like. Because we follow it along, like you see an actor come up, and you're like, okay, yeah, so yeah. So you're like, okay, that person, I know how that they made their money, but then you're just watching a regular game, and you see like these, like just regular looking people that are loaded, and you're like, well, there's got to be like this all this wealth in the community that I just I don't even know about. Like these are people that look like just regular people, but they are fucking loaded. Well, wasn't there a thing? I think this was. Uh, I just had to Google it. There wasn't there a thing about a courtside Karen that started going off on LeBron James a couple of year- months ago? It yeah, was, that was. Uh, where was that? That was in Atlanta. That was in Atlanta. It was during the bubble, I think. So they they had limited seating back then. But yeah, yeah, but that was some some rich dude's young wife or whatever. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. you know it, that is that thing, right? Like I know why LeBron, like LeBron James, you like. You and LeBron James are not on the same level. 
You know what yeah. I mean? LeBron James is a person who has worked his ass off to be in the position where he is. All you should do, you don't you don't get to talk back to LeBron. That's how I feel. Yeah, right? like of if course. I, have a, I just go and marvel at this person's like amazing ability. That's the best you should do. I'm all for booing or whatever, but fucking talk back to LeBron James. Who the hell do you think you are? Yes. Ugh, makes me so angry. So angry. Another thing happened with a person with a problematic past, which is that so do you know I'm sure you don't know who these people are. Now, do you know who do you know who Haley Bailey is? Huh? Okay, do you know about the new Little Mermaid who's uh, yes. the live action is a black yes. girl named what? She's an artist. <laughs> a mermaid is black? I'm joking. <laughs> um Haley Bailey, I think is her last name, is mm-hmm. uh she's a new Little Mermaid. Very exciting. She has a sister, so she is an artist who was uh she was in a duo with her sister named Chloe. So it was Chloe and Haley or Chloe X Haley. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. It's a youth thing. Anyway, Chloe Bailey is also an artist. Um uh, that's her sister. Now Chloe Bailey recently released a al- uh, a song this week. It's a collab with Chris Brown. Yeah. And obviously people are like, why the fuck are people still making music with Chris Brown? Why is this woman with this like young woman? And the thing is like, I think that there's this understanding of like, there are people who have been in the industry, like when Chris Brown was coming up that still make music with him. That's one thing. But for like younger people who are more aware and understanding of like, the situation and and condemn these types of people mm-hmm. for them to be doing collaborations with somebody like Chris Brown. Like, what's the point? Like, why are you doing that? Right. Yeah. So people obviously started making a big deal of it. They were like, we're not going to listen to that. This is ridiculous. Like, Chloe Bailey should make better decisions, all this stuff, whatever. And then Chris Brown took to the old internet. He went on Instagram and he said, I'm so sick and tired of people painting me as a monster for a mistake I made when I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he started posting pictures of white celebrities who have a domestic violence cases against them. Like, like bunch of people right of like these people are still celebrated and it's just because of blah 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 and obviously everybody's like no but it's not just a thing that you did when you were 17 you have for the last like 15 years had extremely problematic uh you've done extremely problematic things you've been violent to multiple women you've been violent and homophobic and problematic and sexist to multiple people and that's why people are still mad at you, Chris Brown. It's not about something that you did when you were 17. So, yeah. I don't know. It was just crazy. Um, but, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, why Why is this person still available and being approached for things? And then it makes me wonder, like, do young people think, like, okay, well, this will at least get the buzz going. Like, bad buzz is still buzz. So let mm-hmm. me just get this problematic person on my side, even though I don't necessarily support them. It's it's complicated, man, because it's, like, none of these there's, – there's no chart that you can follow for, like, how accountable you should uh, – how accountable a person should be, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you do think – like – for me, for somebody like me, like I think Chris Brown is somebody I don't need to see ever yes, again. Correct. Right. And yep. and I think there's a couple of things that go into that, right? I think the fact that the picture exists, right? Yes. Like you can you have visual evidence. And then not it's not just the picture, it's a picture of a very prominent person. Yes. It's a picture of a person who we usually see um, you know, at the height of her uh, of you know of the image that she puts out right and then you see this very sad image and yeah. that's the first thing that i think about 
right? There is something, there is something to, it's not, it's not complete horseshit that it, it is something that happened when he was a very young person, mm-hmm. right? He was a very young person who came up to prominence and maybe, I don't know what his background is or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that calculation is for me, I'm just like, Chris Brown, I don't need you. I don't need to see you. Yeah. But it's just like, how do you hold, like, what is the proper term to hold somebody accountable? Does that mean Chris Brown is somebody that is not going to be in my life ever again? For me, I don't, there's no reason for him to be in my life. Yeah. It's how I feel about, it's how I feel about Shmanye Schwest. It's like, we've not talked about him ever since the last few months. Apparently he got married to a person who looks a lot like Kim Kardashian. Anyway, but like, yeah, Yeah. we can, we can, I think that there's, there's ability for people to say, this is not cons- like you said this like a, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about uh, Louis C.K. It's like yeah. when we talk about cancel culture, the cult the culture really is a personal choice. Like I, this person is canceled for me. I will no longer consumed consume their information. Yeah, their or content. Their, their content exactly. Yeah, that's it. The, but I think I think, the- I think it's tricky when it's somebody who is collaborating with a person, and that person who is leading the collab like Chloe Bailey is somebody who is really liked and a yeah. young black artist who people want to support. Yeah. And so I think that's when it gets complicated where you're like, why did you do this? Why are we it's having like, this conversation again? It's like all of those celebrities that were working with Woody Allen. At yeah. That time, right. It's like, you yeah. know what the thing is. It was coming down the bike, but it feels like most of them just got, they're not going to be held accountable for that. And because now, you know, I, I think if somebody works with Woody Allen now, then you're making a statement back then you could kind of get away with it. I don't know where Chris Brown's celebrity is at this point. I don't think he's canceled because no. he's around. He's around. Right? Exactly. And even like, he, I remember him, it came up actually during sports um, a couple of years ago, maybe like a decade ago, uh, the SPs were on. Right. Yeah. And this is like, I want to say like 2012, 2013. It was after all of like the like the worst stuff that Chris yeah. Brown did came out or whatever, right? And there's this skit with like uh, Drake and Blake Griffin of the mm-hmm. Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. And Chris Brown was a part of it. And I remember watching it and going like, and this is after the Clippers had their whole Donald Sterling thing. And Blake mm-hmm. Griffin was very, he was very, he was out in front of it. He was talking a lot about it. Um, he's, you know, he made some really good points or whatever. And I remember watching it and just being like, well, why is Chris Brown back? Yeah. Like, I thought he was gone, but yeah. again, you know, I'm not, I'm not a young person. So I don't know what, I don't, I, I don't know what that math looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the math is. It's complicated. You know, who's the, the person that I've thought the most about that what? is Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I know. You know, like the Kobe Bryant story. I, I, I don't know where I'm, so I'm really big on here's the thing. I'm really big on the understanding that good people make bad choices sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like I really try to think about that a lot because all the Kobe like when he passed away, I think that there was a lot of people that were really like a lot of survivors that were really triggered by the mm-hmm. like, you know, the hero worship of Kobe Bryant because yeah. I think that it's just very upsetting. It happens to women all the time. We know yeah. that it happens to women all the time. I think it's really hard. Um, I mean, even like the the Johnny Depp stuff, like it was just it's really hard for women to exist in a world where like people based on who that person is, there will always be supporters of a problematic man. Right. Yeah. And I think that that is really triggering and really upsetting. 
it's just one of those things I think that like, as long as there's, there's people who acknowledge it. Like, I think there's an acknowledgement of the fact that Kobe, that happened with Kobe Bryant. Right. And you're like, and then he did other stuff that was celebrated and he celebrated for being an athlete and what that meant to a lot of people. And I think that that's, that is what it is with Chris Brown. It's complicated because there's a lack of accountability. Yeah. That is the issue with Chris Brown is there's never been an accountability with him. Like there's never been an active, like, yes, I fucked up. Like he did an interview. I want to say like a year or two ago where he's talking about what happened that night. And even that interview, like the investigators who were involved in that case were like, it. whatever he's saying is bullshit. None of that is actually what happened. People who have like studied and like understood what happened, like they've looked into the case and they've looked at even like analyzed the pictures of Rihanna, like the way he's describing the, the what happened, like you don't, those those injuries don't happen when you do what you're saying you did in the video. Right. Yeah. Like, so I think that that's the issue with somebody like Chris Brown or even like with Carl Malone, like these are pieces of shit who continue to be pieces of shit. Yeah. And then we're still allowing them to exist. And that's where I get into like, I don't, I don't need you. Yeah. Carl Malone and Carl Malone can get fucked. Uh, Carl Malone. I don't ever need to see him again. Right. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, that, that, it's just, you know, I think up until he passed, I was just like, oh, this is a person I, I don't, I'm done. I don't really, because I'm never a Kobe fan. Yeah. Right. What's come out since he's passed is, I think it's like, it may be a generational thing because then I was probably like three years, three years too old to be a Kobe Bryant fan because I was yeah. a Michael Jordan fan. You yeah. know what I mean? But the generation of athletes that came, um, to the generation of athletes that came after me, like I'm an athlete, um, but <laughs> but like you know, you see all these uh, all these like younger athletes that came after Kobe Bryant, and you, you look at the impact that he had on them. They love him, right? Mm-hmm. And the other part of it where it gets complicated is Kobe was actually like actually like a huge WNBA supporter. So yeah. like the women's basketball league, I think they have. Uh, they have an award named after Kobe Bryant. Oh wow! Because of what he did to like support the WNBA and stuff like that, right? Does that it doesn't? I don't think it negates any of the other stuff that happened in the past. I think it's all just a part of the conversation. Yeah. So it's complicated. I think <sighs> I don't know what what I think. It's just it's a lot. It is a lot. Okay, let's move on to another problematic sports person. Um... <laughs> Tiger Woods. So you sent me this article. Apparently, yeah. Tiger Woods had to apologize for a prank that he played on a, a person. A prank. So he pranked somebody. Can you can you describe what happened? Sure, Justin Thomas. Uh, okay. Very. He's a, a very good golfer. Also, and they're buddies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were um, they were playing around together. They're in the same group, and Tiger Woods drove the ball. Mm-hmm. Just he hit the ball, and then Justin Thomas drove the ball. And Tiger Woods outdrove Justin Thomas by like 20 yards, I think, or 20 mm-hmm. meters. So he drove it further. Um, and then as they were walking, um, as they were walking to their balls, um, Tiger Woods handed <laughs> Justin Thomas uh, um, a tampon okay. to say to say that I outdrove you. Um, okay. as like a Whatever that means. Well, you know exactly what it means. What do you mean? What, what does that mean? Well, he's you know calling exactly. him a woman. Yes, exactly. So that's oh that is okay. the prank. That is the joke, right? Um, it would not have been caught um, except for Justin Thomas dropped the tampon. 
Oh. Right. And then he had to pick it back up. I think that's how the picture got taken. Um, so this happened. Um, and then uh, people saw it, obviously. And then uh, Tiger Woods had to apologize for it. Uh, so we shared it in our group. Right. And then all of my uh, problematic friends were like, this is bullshit. This is just a joke. I don't know why people are so upset. And then they blame me. They're like the Raheel people. <laughs> um, are the problem here because i even though you think i'm a monster they think i'm a liberal no no monster. no there's a there's a spectrum of monstrosity and you are closer <laughs> to my end than their end oh yeah here's the funny thing about all those people they're like what's the big deal i bet they don't even know how tampons work okay <laughs> i guarantee they don't know where it goes they don't understand how any of it works they don't know if you can pee with a tampon and they have no idea they don't know I hear there's two holes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's actually three. Oh. You have a butthole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like all the people, people who get mad about, people who get upset about women getting upset over sexist jokes, yeah. I want them to do, like, I want to test them on female anatomy. Like, men who are like, she's probably PMSing. Like, you don't even know how this works. Do you know something? <laughs> do you know that when women are PMSing, what's happening to them? When they are, when they are, uh, w- when women are on their periods, what's happening, yeah. and, and close to their periods, is that their testosterone levels are higher, mm-hmm. and their estrogen levels are lower. So women are actually more like men okay. and more irritable yeah. and angrier during those hormonal changes. So like men who are like, oh, she's a, she's PMSing. She's a, she, blah, 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 blah. like it, they, they use it like these like sexist jokes. And it's like, you don't even, first of all, you don't even understand how any of it works. Secondly, we're actually, women are being more like men than women. And when they are more irritable. So fuck off, stupid. <laughs> So if I say like to my um, because it's a a gif I say gif by the way I'm sure okay whatever for your benefit um, <laughs> I shared the gif the gif of the guy from The Departed asking Leo if he's <laughs> if he's on his period all the time because I think it's hilarious and then Leo like smashes the the, the, the... is that pro- is that problematic all, I mean, it it is problem well listen it's also so stupid because you don't drink cranberry juice when you're on your period you drink cranberry juice when you have a UTI which is gender uh nonconformant everybody can have a UTI sure but that's you know i'm just talking about cuz i want to call somebody is it is it still a problem for me you do you think if i go around obviously i wouldn't do it in a serious setting right but i think i'm probably going to die before it is completely, <laughs> before we make the full transition, I know it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, I know that making that comparison, um, like, you know, uh, and putting women down in that sense by calling a man a woman or whatever, mm-hmm. is that that has a shelf life. It's probably going to be ending in the next, I don't know, 20 years. I think Real, you're I drinking can... you're drinking curdled milk. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about shelf life? It's done. Okay. What about the word bitch? <laughs> Can I use the word bitch with my friend? Because I don't want to give a bitch for the rest of my life. I want I want an easy pass on the word bitch. Will you allow that? I will never use a C. Well, can I use a C word with my guy friend? I would never call a woman. Obviously. No, I don't think that you should be using the C word. I don't think that men should be using the word cunt. I don't think men should oh! be using the word pussy. I don't think oh! that men should be using... Um, 
the word bitch. You think I should have to retire the word bitch? <laughs> you're you're insane. <laughs> so I can't say like what a bitch. Um. Yeah, that's fine. It's loving. <laughs> this Listen, is I don't want to be the one to make decisions about all women. I'm only saying for myself. And I think that if you were, I think I'm okay with you using the word bitch to be to like a man. to a man. But I also use that word to women. Like I think that I think that men and women can be bitchy. Mm-hmm. And I think it means equally the same thing in my yeah. books. Um, but I don't think that men should be using the word pussy or cunt. Yeah, because so that is to, um, if you're calling somebody a pussy, it's about, uh, calling them weak. Yeah, you're, you're exactly, you're calling them weak. To use that word, uh, in any way besides lovingly is, (laughs) is, is not okay with me. Using female body parts and Mm -hmm. female versions of things to call somebody weak is offensive so yeah. that is that is the problem should we not be calling context. anybody weak at all no i think there's some people that <laughs> are <weak. laughs> um yeah maybe we should maybe now we're leading into ableist territory are we calling yeah people? exactly yeah exactly you know what maybe we should stop insulting people how about that you know what maybe we should welcome this alien apocalypse because we are not <laughs> fit for any society Come on down, Clorp. Clorp. Bleep Lorp. <laughs> anyway, um, we have very little time left, but we watched this documentary on Netflix called The Romantics. And this is like very specific South Asian content. Yes, you're raising your finger. What do you want? I don't know if we're done with the All-Star game or not. And maybe this, is, this isn't even something I should bring up. Well, but... now you've brought it up. <laughs> I'm probably too late for this. But Janelle Monet was at the halftime of the All-Star game yesterday, mm-hmm. and I just have to compliment a compliment on how amazing she looked. That's all I have to say. I don't oh, know if you saw I'm, her I am capital H horny for her. Okay. Oh, hey, come on now. Yeah, that's right. Her her voice, everything about her. So good. Something about um, that outfit. Also, I didn't watch the outfit. Um, and I don't know if Janelle Monet goes by she, her, or they, them, but I am horny for them or her, whatever it is. Um, extreme, she's an extremely attractive person to me. Yeah. The yeah. halftime show was nice too. It was like this Afro, which is, it was just funny because it's like the whitest crowd in the NBA. Oh, and yeah. It was like, like different Afro-Dies. African artists, right? And yeah, then this, is, my- this lady named Tens, who I've never seen, because and this yeah. is not because of it. It's because I'm an old person. Um, <laughs> there's like this lady named Tens, who was just gorgeous. I was like, what is, how do I not know? Maybe I'm just, I'm just an old person, I guess. Tens, I don't remember who the, there was two other fellows too. Yeah, the one song was by Remy, I think, uh, called yeah. uh, Calm, Down, Calm Down, which my and kids really something love. boy. So somebody boy. <laughs> We saw you know that clip of um of the Today Show where um what is the internet? They're like, what is the internet? That's what we sound like. (laughs) It's a series of tubes. (laughs) Oh wow, wow! I just I googled and I did find halftime show All Star Game. I'm gonna look her up, see what she was wearing. Um, yeah, goddamn, Janelle Monae. Goodness. Goodness gracious. I'll leave my husband for Janelle Monet. I'd leave your husband for her. Also. Not, I think we should all leave my husband for her. My husband should leave himself for Janelle Monet. 
Um, okay. The romantics. So you have, I'm only bringing this up because apparently you have a question to ask me. So we watched this Netflix documentary called The Romantics. It was very good. Oh, no. I don't have a question about that. Oh, God. What is it? What? It's completely, completely different. Okay, what's your question? Do you know about the South Carolina lawyer, or like rich guy who killed his son and his wife? Is that the Murdoch case? Yeah, the Murdoch case. No, so. I, 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 I avoid true crime because it stresses me out, but I've yeah. only heard about it a little bit, yes. So first of all, all of those, uh, that entire thing gives me the willies. <laughs> yes. The very yes. white term. Yeah. I get the willies just why it's like woods. It's like old, old money white people. There's a lot of people wearing bow ties, Ew. which Ooh. always freaks me out. Uh, anytime South Carolina. I see a, a white person with a bow tie, I'm nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope, nope, nope Especially yes. if it's like pink. You're like, oh, oh no, 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 no. There's a frat crime some, somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, I was just I just came uh, across it this morning is he uh, this guy while he was at the crime scene um, at 15 minutes after the cop showed up and 15 minutes after he said that he discovered the bodies of his wife and his son, who it's obvious that he killed them both. Right. Yeah. While he was at the crime scene, he Googled a restaurant uh, like close by. Right. And I was just wondering how long after, let's say you find out that I murdered. <laughs> Are you like thinking about your next meal? It depends if I was hungry before. I think the only way that so I used to I don't do it anymore, but Buffalo Wild Wings, as you know, used to have a a bogo deal, <laughs> buy one get one Monster. free on Tuesdays, right? Yeah. So if you got murdered and they don't have it anymore because it's now now it's buy one get one half off, which is you know fuck okay. out of here. Yeah, yeah, what have made of money? Yeah. Um, but if it was a Tuesday that you got murdered and I had not placed my order, because I used to get it every Tuesday, <laughs> it would be on my mind. I would be sad about you dying, but I would. If it was like 1045 and they close out, like they take the last order at 11, I'd be like, you know what? She's not coming back. I got to eat. <laughs> we got to eat. <laughs> and I'm not going to pay full price for the wings. I mean, I think that I, I definitely have lost my appetite during times yeah. of stress, yeah. um, which is really unfortunate for me because I have an appetite. Yeah. But I um, I don't think that I would look up a, a restaurant right away. But I think yeah. that if there was like a lot of – here's the thing. Because I'm like a, a, a organizer, yeah. I feel like if several family members had gathered, everybody was together – Obviously, a thing on my mind would be like, we got to feed all the people that are here. So yeah. we got to like get that going. I would delegate that to somebody and I would say, hey, like our cousin Aisha, I'd be like, Aisha, can you order something so for all these people? <laughs> you know? But if, then if somebody came up to me and was like asking me what I should, they should order, I'd be like, no, we can't. I don't, I do not have the time to be browsing a menu. Yeah, exactly. Make some good decisions. Okay. That's would you it. get upset? Would you be upset if they didn't, if they didn't make some good decisions? Like how? like if the spread wasn't good yeah no real <laughs> i'm not like oh oh i was really craving chinese but you guys got thai it's fine i wouldn't say anything but i'd make a judgment <laughs> <laughs> well listen half of life is just not saying if you, if you i'm big on you don't have to say anything you could just make the judgment in your head and move on Okay. I would be like, you guys don't, I mean, you guys don't didn't remember that I do keto. I mean, really, I mean, I know we're all stressed. <laughs> Only whole wheat sandwiches? What's going on here? Yeah, I think that, that that is something I think my husband would be annoyed with too. He'd be like, I gotta break my diet today. 
And they'd be like, your wife is dead. And he'd be like, yeah, but I don't have time to work out today. So this is going to be a problem for me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's a very dark question that you had. Um, I do want to talk about the romantics. Maybe we could talk about it later on in the week. Sure. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, that's it for this episode. I'll be back later this week to talk about a lot of Bravo. Um, Arthi's going to be back to talk about Potomac and Family Karma. And then we have Ryan Bailey on to talk about Vanderpump Rules and Miami and maybe Summer House too. There's a lot of young people on Bravo right now and it stresses me out. But anyway, um, I got to go. I actually have to go look up food. I have to order something for myself to eat right now. That's nice. All this talk, wings. I think I'm going to order myself some wings. So thank (sighs) you for hypothetically murdering me. And making me think about wings. I didn't murder you. I just discovered the body. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. Oh, no. If you murdered me and then started Googling restaurants, I think that would be a big tell. First of all, you're so sloppy. There would still be blood on your nails. This is a mess. This is why I don't listen to true crime.